0: Welcome to Missouri Farm Bureau's podcast, Digging In. I am your fill-in or guest host this week, Garrett Hawkins, uh, proud to serve as your president and love the opportunity to fill in on this podcast and talk to and with some really special people that are of interest to to you, our Farm Bureau members and our listening audience. This edition, uh, we're going to get a critical broadband update and You all have said for some time that broadband deployment uh, is a priority for this organization. It continues to be a priority for this organization. And, Fortunately, we have someone that we know really well uh, in the seat at the Department of Economic Development that's overseeing what really is a monumental effort within state government and the private sector to move Missouri forward and to connect more people. So the face, the voice that you all will recognize, Mr. BJ Tanksley. BJ, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me.
1: It really is good to be back uh, speaking with friends, uh, talking about an issue that truly Farm Bureau brought to the forefront, um, and I'm thrilled to be where I am, but also where I came from, working for Missouri Farm Bureau. Um, and I tell people all the time, people ask, hey, what's your background in this? And truly, I really do feel like in Farm Bureau at that time when we were starting these conversations about broadband availability in the state of Missouri, was truly the leading voice for the end user's perspective. A lot of times these conversations were dominated by providers and other interests, um, and it was nice to be able to have that position working for Farm Bureau saying, hey, let's do more. Let's get service to places that don't currently have it. And I'm continuing that conversation just in a different position here at the Office of Broadband. There's been a lot of changes um, and some amazing opportunities that we've been able to take advantage of um, and excited to still be working on this very vital issue um, and, and really at a, at a monumental time. Uh, where we have funding like never before to be able to really make a lasting impact. Uh, five or six years ago, when we started this thing, when we were just hoping to have an office of broadband and you were at MDA and I was at Farm Bureau, it was an amazing time when we were just hoping to have someone focused on this issue from a state perspective uh, to where now we're talking about you know, historic levels of funding to be able to change the reality uh, for a lot of Missouri locations.
0: So, BJ, sidebar, I'm going to chase a squirrel just for a second. I thought of you the other day, uh, the boys, we were out choring, and uh, it was earlier, beginning of the week, and it was a really mild day, and Colton smelled the air, and he's like, Dad, I can smell turkey season, right? It's <laughs> so perfect. Of, so, I thought of you. We'll save that for another edition, uh, as we love to share Hunting there's nothing story.
1: better than that uh, spring morning. I'll be honest, the other day I was at work and felt that when I walked outside.
0: It was like, hey, okay. it'll you. be here. <laughs> I know, that's exactly what uh, the boys and I were talking about, so cool. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Session. Obviously, you spent a number of years in the Capitol, BJ, and during your time at Farm Bureau. Last year, we worked really hard and were really pleased You know, when the governor put forth the budget and had recommended historic investment in broadband we saw that come to fruition through the legislature's budget process you know over 400 million you all have now rolled out grants to i think 60 projects around the state yeah. you know the question i get bj all the time is okay that's great we're seeing money we're hearing that money is going out the door mm-hmm. but when am i going to get service as a result of that so yeah you know, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, and those are both, those are great. And we hear that too. Um, we were, uh, through the budget process, appropriated about $265 million for broadband infrastructure. Uh, we were able to deploy uh, or award $261 million of that um, and very excited. You're exactly right. We funded 60 projects. Um, across the state of Missouri, 22 or 23 different providers taking part in those projects and very excited to say those are going to be able to get started really soon. Um, With that program, we actually prioritize projects that could be completed within one year. And over 34 of those projects or 34 of those projects claimed or, or think they're on pace to be done within one year. And so that means from Actually, we're having the kickoff event with those awarded providers March 1st. Uh, Some of them have begun uh, bringing in supplies and getting their construction plans together uh, so that they can hit the ground running very soon with those projects. Uh, It's super exciting that that 261 was going to facilitate about 56,000 locations uh, with with new or improved broadband. So we're very excited about that. Uh, over half of them expected to be done within one year. You know, this thing doesn't happen overnight. Um, and we saw some, we saw some middle-sized projects and we saw some very large projects. And those will take a number of years to fully complete. Uh, but the process of getting those started uh, will will start very soon. Um, and we'll be working with those throughout, getting reimbursements out the door. And we were able to really because of state guidelines and federal guidelines, I'm really proud of what you'll see if you look at the map that's available on the DED websites. Um, I think you'll see these are some pretty rural projects and hitting some places that otherwise may not have received service. That was the goal, and I I think from an office's perspective, we really hit that mark on a number of them.
0: Okay. You know, that's not the only thing that should be on HARP members radar yeah we, we keep hearing or, or seeing the acronym bead not to be confused with what you wear around your neck not the big chiefs beads right oh, yeah. now you know we do love us some Kansas City Chiefs but the bead program that's a different tranche of money that's coming down from the feds that ultimately you your office will implement what is that bj
1: yeah um so the bead program is a part of the infrastructure investment and jobs Act. And BEAD is the acronym for Broadband Equity Access and Deployment. It promises truly historic funding. Nationwide, it's $45 billion, and Missouri will receive its share of that funding. So these are numbers that come off the tongue a little too easy, but these are huge numbers for the state and for the huge, country. Huge, huge. Yeah, yeah, really large. I mean, we should not take this lightly. It is huge. Um, Estimates for the state of Missouri, and I'll say this because now we're starting to talk about it in front of the legislature, are that Missouri will receive a billion dollars or more towards broadband deployment through BEAT funding. It's huge. Um, And those are estimates. We will find out our actual funding amount um, on or before June 30th. Um, And that kind of starts our timeline for that activity. But it's extremely exciting. Um, This truly is a historic time. When when I first came to the office, they started this with Tim Arbeiter before I came. Um, they did a study of broadband availability in the state of Missouri. And it said we were facing about a $1.8 to $2 billion connectivity problem. And that was to bring connections to those who don't have service or haven't been funded for service through a federal program or a state program before. Well, if you consider what we did with ARPA, and include matching funds with that. Cause make no mistake, there was, there was local funds and there was private entities funds going into those projects as well. And then you look at what we could do with bead funding when you see the estimate of what that could be and add in matching funds from private entities and others, we're gonna be able to, or have the potential to make a really big swing at connecting all Missourians. And that's the number one goal of the bead program is bringing connections to people who don't have it. That means people without access to 25.3 service are number one priority. Beyond that, the next step is taking service to those who have 25.3, but do not have what's considered true high-speed broadband right now at a speed of about 100 by 20. And so we're really excited about what we can do with that. I know the next thing that comes to mind is, okay, what's the timeline for that, right? So, the timeline for that is I'm supposed is, to be
0: asking the question.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I get on a roll. Um, but yes, the timeline for that is we find out our funding amount in June, and then we have to submit applications to the federal government. Um, but we're going to be working as fast as we can and diligently to do that, and then we will receive our first 20 percent. Um, In in this fiscal coming fiscal year, you'll see through the legislative process, we're asking for 247 million in spending authority. And that's about what we expect we could receive in that first 20% um, allocation. And so that will then roll into a broadband infrastructure grant program for the first round of that. Um, And then the ultimate plan with the large sum of funds is to do multiple rounds of infrastructure and... We'll get into mapping, or we can in just a second, but the plan is to shrink that map of available places over each round of that grant in order to say, hey, here's what's still available for funding. And we know that early, we'll probably have some very anxious people applying for places that look good to bring service, and then it'll get tougher and tougher as we go, and then we'll start to work really firsthand with those locations and those communities to say, Who can come here? Who's willing to come here? When you look at those toughest to reach areas of the state of Missouri, the BEAD program instructs us to be very hands-on throughout this. It will be competitive. It will be done through grant processes, but they want us to make sure that we're working to make sure that all of those dots eventually change from unserved to served. So let's talk
0: about those dots, DJ. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Something that Farm Bureau, you've been a part of this. Has long advocated for, are improved maps. We've seen the FCC put more emphasis. I know there was a process. As I was out feeding hay the other day, I heard your voice on Katie. Katie, oh yes, the (laughs) B.J. Tanksley on the radio, encouraging folks to go online to your website and to essentially share your broadband availability. Tell us more about that. Yes.
1: So um, I'd be in trouble if I don't get the plug in ded.mo.gov slash get connected has all the information for what we're doing for BEAD and the Digital Equity Act. You can go there and get access to these maps that you're referring to. Um, and please, we want people ded.mo.gov slash get connected. Um, and it's pretty easy. Our team did a lot of work pushing for this. And now let's go back and talk about what exactly the mapping situation that's going on congress in preparing for this historic funding instructed the fcc to undergo maps let's be honest farm bureau and everyone else in the broadband game that was complaining about broadband was talking about how bad the maps were because we always talked about census level mapping well okay. they instructed the fcc to do an address level map and they have started that process and it is way better than what we've ever seen before they do a map that says here's the dots of serviceable locations." And then they let providers say where they provide service. That doesn't mean it's perfect. And so that's where the citizens come into play. And we really ask a lot of people to weigh in on the map. Let's be honest. Every time you go to a map, you go to places you're familiar with. So I jump to my hometown, my parents' house, my house. And we want people to do the same thing with the map that they see at that DED site. And then you have the ability to challenge the availability of that dot. Because let's face it, not all of these places are correctly located or are perfect in where service is stated. Um, But Congress, when they set this up, told the FCC that it should be a citizen led effort or that the citizen should have as much power in this. So every citizen of Missouri has just as much power in this conversation as me, as a state office, as anyone here does. The citizen themselves can go and say, Provider X does not provide that level of service at my location. Now, we had a big push prior to January 13th, um, but we still want people taking part in this challenge process. The better the map is, the better job we can do on the back end and then getting service to those that are on and underserved. Um, So we still need people to weigh in on the map. It's very important. The one thing I would say is we've all talked about maps for a long time, but I do think it's worth saying we all should weigh in but no map's ever gonna be perfect. Let let's not let perfect be the enemy here. Let's get it as good as we can. And then let's get started doing the work Because it's funny, because now in this conversation, it almost seems like the conversation has flipped a little to let's get the map perfect is somewhat of a delay tactic by some to keep this progress from happening. I do think we have a lot of work to do. Let's work with a good map. But just remember, there's always deployment going on. There's always houses being built. The map in and of itself is ever changing. But we want people to make sure what is on the map accurately reflects
0: them. And then let's get started with the work. All right. Now, something you probably didn't expect to be involved in, BJ, is cell towers. I mean, they're, yeah, there's and these... I've seen you talking about cell towers lately. Well, actually, I just had a conversation with a provider about what investments are happening in rural Missouri to improve cell service. I hear about it all the time. And I could pretty much pinpoint everywhere I drop a call between Jefferson City and the farm. Okay. So this is a unique program. Uh it is. what's happening in that space?
1: Yeah, the legislature um, appropriated 20 million dollars in ARPA funds for us to work on a cell tower program We're very excited that in this, in the month of March we will roll out the draft guidelines for that in order to get that program out and start taking applications. And we are this is going to be a rule focused program of trying to bring new towers or refurbish the existing towers to the newer technologies across the state of Missouri in areas of low or no service availability. You know, twenty million dollars could do a lot of work. We hope to see a lot of activity in this area, but it is something new for the department. We've never done a tower program before. We've not, you know, it's similar to the first time we ever would have done broadband. This is new for us, but we're going to kind of take that broadband model of is service available or is it not, and let's look to fund places that increase that service. We are going to ask providers to be working with communities and ask communities, because like you said, you know where you drop. And so we need to have that conversation be included in this application as well. Uh, But we're very excited about what we can do with this partnering with others. And again, as I remind everybody with the broadband grant program, the office doesn't make any of these connections. It always takes a provider being willing to take part in that as well. And so we are excited about partnering with providers to bring service to places that it isn't currently. And I think we can do a lot through this program. It's going to be focused in areas of you know low population um, because we know that's typically where the investment hasn't been going um, in recent cellular technology deployment. It takes more to cover more people. And, and so a lot of our less populated areas haven't seen that investment. And so we're going to try to get that out there. Um, I do think the thing, the exciting thing about towers is it probably happens quicker. Um, once we are able to make awards and they find their exact locations, those builds don't take years to happen. Um, so we're excited about seeing some investment. And I've had conversations since I came here uh, with a number of tower companies and cellular companies that are excited about capitalizing on this effort. So draft
0: guidelines in March, that's what yes. I said
1: So draft guidelines in March, um, quite frankly, they're off of my desk right now, waiting for approval to show the public. Uh, so we're excited to get that out the door, let the public make comments for about 30 days. And that would put us on an April application window uh, to announce, um, announce the awards uh, early summer. Um, and what that would do, it would put us on a timeline towards like a... So... you're doing a cell tower program we want them to show us the area they want to serve but they may not have the exact location of the tower going back to my property rights days at farm bureau i know that sometimes those conversations take time and so what we want them to do is show us a, a basic area that they're looking to serve and then that tower company that would be awarded would have some time to secure the location and get the permitting and then go forward with the full actual award. Um, if there's an existing tower uh, that we're upgrading, it'll happen a lot quicker. Whereas, you know, hey, this is the exact location; it's there. It just needs to be upgraded, and then that's what the impact will be. So we'll do a little bit of both,
0: hopefully, um, and really try to make some great improvements. Can we nickname this the Tanksley Tower Program? TTP. Oh,
1: please don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh BJ if we can't laugh about things but no this is a big deal and yeah, it is and we're excited about it i'm excited to be able to our, for our members to listen to this update about where things stand you know as i think through the years and you're right sitting around the table at department of ag and, and brainstorming about how to establish an office of broadband how do we get one staff person to now how many staff people are in the office
1: We have 11 hired and we have one open position still. So if anybody wants to join this awesome effort, we'd be glad to have them. Uh, We are still looking for one more
0: um, for sure. As long as they're not a current Farm Bureau employee. (laughs) I've been good (laughs) to you so far. (laughs) I'm decent. Um, You know, I just, again, we were happy to host you all last fall for a broader conversation about the lay of the land in this space. So, you know you know this, BJ Farm Bureau just continues to be you know appreciative of the investment that's happening, and obviously we want to stay engaged as this is a priority issue. So coming up next week, we have our annual legislative briefing. Uh, anything that our members, as we close out this podcast, anything else that you want to put on their radar as yeah. we have these capital visits and ongoing capital visits the remainder of session.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Right now, we don't have a lot of legis- legislative work going on. We need that appropriation authority. Um, and luckily, uh, I think we did a good job. And it, it, it looks like we're on track to be trusted with that next trance of funding, which I do not take lightly because that, that's not an easy thing. It doesn't always happen. And we appreciate that. Um, the, the other thing that I want our listeners and the members of Farm Bureau to know is we are still in kind of an information gathering part as we prepare for BEDE. And a part of that is we are doing a statewide survey that is hosted on that ded.mo.gov slash get connected page where we wanna hear firsthand people's experiences. And it's from all over the state hosted by the University of Missouri. We're also doing focus groups and through there they can volunteer to be a part of those conversations and then we're going to be going back out. If people were able to, I know I saw a lot of Farm Bureau members at our fall uh, kind of tour of the state where we introduced this effort. We're going to be going back out in May and June, and we would love to hear from those as we prepare and talk about what we've learned over the last six or eight months. Um, So really excited people to plug in. Take advantage of that survey. Let us hear exactly from you. Um, And then also, Uh, You can sign up. Also, we do monthly webinars and the public is more than welcome to be a part of that and ask questions. We try to do a monthly update of where the office is and what's coming around the corner. It's a great chance to hear from the team um, and and hear kind of what all we're working on
0: um, across this effort. So BJ, one more time in your radio voice, what is the web address where people can visit? Yeah, please go to ded.mo.gov slash get connected. You've heard it directly from the man, folks, uh, Mr. B.J. Tanksley, uh, Director of the Office of Broadband uh, here in the state of Missouri. B.J., it's always fun. I'm glad we could share a few laughs while talking about a really important uh, time uh, in Missouri. So thanks yeah. for all you're doing. Thank you.
1: And I mean it. Thank you to Farm Bureau. And thank you for all your advocacy pushing for these things. If it hadn't been for the members who knew this was important, we wouldn't be as far ahead of other states as we are in this effort. And really, thank you for everybody in your effort for that.
0: Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for being a part of digging in. It brings back a lot of memories, doesn't it, BJ? No doubt. Uh, Thanks for being on this podcast folks continue to go online to MOFB.org to not only find our podcasts but weekly commentaries and lots of other information and for a number of you I hope to see you at the upcoming legislative briefing as well as Capital Connection visits the remainder of the state legislative session. That's a wrap. Take care folks.